You are listening to the Feast Podcast from the Light of Jesus family. We share here significant and heartfelt messages for you to reflect on and pray about. May this message help prepare you to face your challenges, follow your dreams, and open yourself up to God's unlimited blessings. I'm excited because this, this whole series we start today and we, what we want to do is we want to tell people, guys, older people, you need younger people and younger people, you need older people. Let's, let's remove that gap. Let, let's find a way. If, if you're an adult right now and you're listening to me, my whole goal is to tell you that we need to love the young people in our life. The young people could be your child, could be your nephew, could be your niece, could be the friends of your kids, the friends of your nephews and nieces, could be your younger cousins, it could be your co-workers who are much younger than you are. You know, it's, it's all these young people and we need to love them and care for them and serve them and that's the call of this entire series loud for the entire month. We're going to work on that. We're going to ask God to bless us. Are you ready? We're going to talk about this amazing story of Jesus, the resurrected Jesus. Jesus died already on the cross. And then there were two disciples. How many? Two disciples. They were walking to Emmaus. And in their walk to Emmaus, Jesus, the resurrected Jesus, walks beside them. And, and that's the whole message. That's the whole point. I love this fact that Jesus, and, and what I'm going to do is from that story, I'm going to pick seven steps on how to love a young person. Seven steps on how to reach out, serve, care, and bless a young person, the young person in your life. How many of you have a young person in your life? I, I'm going to say it again. Kid, younger cousin, uh, younger office worker, uh, uh, you know, kid, friends of my kids, of nephews, nieces. Raise your hand if you have a younger person in your life. If you do, then you need to listen carefully. Everybody say, I'm listening. Seven steps. Step number one. Join the journey. Everybody say, join the journey. On that same day, two of, this, of, of Jesus' followers were going to a village named Emmaus, about seven miles from Jerusalem. And they were talking to each other about all the things that had happened. Now these two people, these two guys, they, 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 were, they were just shocked, shell-shocked, like their hero dying on the cross, buried in the tomb. You know, he was the Messiah, and yet look what happened to him. And they were lost. They were asking. They were, they were, they were questioning. They were saying, what's all this? What, where, I gave my life to that guy, and then he's gone. What, what's happening to me now? Can I ask a question? Have you ever been in that position where your heart is filled with questions? Have you ever experienced asking yourself the question, why? Why me? Have you ever raised your hand? Be honest. Have you? I want you to know that, that, that this, this experience is the experience of every person, every human being on planet Earth. As Jesus talked and discussed, Jesus himself drew near and walked along with them. Can everybody say, walked along with them? You want to love a young person, this is what you do. Many adults, they do this. They grab the young person, sit down. And then what they do is they talk down on the young person. Jesus did not do that. He walked with them. And the great thing about walking with them is this. What all adults do is they say, young person, come here. Let's walk. 
you are still walking towards your direction. Jesus did not do that. They were walking to Emmaus. What Jesus did was just walk with them wherever they were going. Tell somebody beside you, wherever you go, I will go. It's crazy. It's, it's nuts. But, but that's what Jesus did. It's, here's the thing. You want to reach out to a young person? You want to connect with a young Is there a generation gap? Are you, is there a strain in your relationship with your kids, with your nephew, with your niece, with your younger cousin? With your, if there is, then here's the reason why. You're not joining the journey. What's happening is that you're, you're stuck up with your agenda, your concern, your goal, your direction, and you want that young person, come along, come with me, come. No, you don't let that person go with you. You walk with that person wherever that person is going. In other words, three words. Enter their world. Can you say that with me? I have two boys. And one of the things that I did, and I'm very thankful, was that from the very start, I entered their world. When they were kids, they loved Pokemon. Their world was Pokemon. I didn't even know what Pokemon meant. But what I did was I, you know, in, in, I was in my 30s. I spent inordinate amounts of time during my 30s sitting down on the floor playing with f plastic figures of Pikachu and Charizard and Squirtle. I, I even memorized those thingamajigs. And there are thousands of Pokemons. They didn't know that they were pocket monsters. But, but you know, someone told me, my kids told me. And, and so I would be there and, and I, I did not want to enter their world. No, I, I'm tired from work and I wanted to stay in my world. Stay in a soft couch. You know, bury myself in a thick book. My world. But no, if you want to connect, you've got to enter their world. Everybody say that again. Enter their world. My eldest son started going into the world of music and started loving music. And every once in a while, he'd come up to me and say, Dad, Dad, you need to hear this. And, and I put, he put headphones and You know, I couldn't understand his music. Every so often, by the way, his music tastes would change every two weeks. He'll come up to me and say, Dad, this is the greatest. Two weeks later, Dad, this is the greatest. What happened to two weeks ago? Oh, no, no, that's, that's, that's trash. This is the greatest, you know? And so I would listen. You know what I hear? I didn't tell him this, but I hear two trains about to collide, screeching in their tracks. And then exploding. Dad, isn't the greatest? It's different. <laughs> but, but I tried my best to enter his world. When he was 16, he went into the world of coffee. Oh, not regular coffee. No, that's mud. He, he, he entered into the world of third wave, artisanal, single origin coffee. And, and that, those are the coffees that come from Ethiopia and come from Guatemala with an elevation of, dad, dad, 4,500 meters elevation. I said, wow. As if I understood. I mean, what, what's the elevation thing, you know? And then, and then my son said, dad, dad, taste, taste, taste. You know, what we do, what we do, he, what he wanted to do was he wanted to go coffee crawling. 
You know what coffee crawling is? You don't know, right? <laughs> coffee crawling is you go from one coffee shop to another. Coffee is black, you know, just black, no sugar. You just taste the original, artisanal, third wave, specialty, single origin coffee. Man! And, and he would say, Dad, taste this, and I'll taste it. Dad, do you, do you, hit, do you get the hint of strawberry, the notes of melon? I taste it. I don't taste a thing. <laughs> what strawberry and melon is it talking about? Dad, I taste, taste, take another sip. Take another sip. What do you taste, Dad? What, what, what? Coffee. <laughs> I don't understand. But you know what? Ask me what? I entered his world. And I don't remember the coffee. I don't. I, I, just, I just go with him wherever he wants to go, and we drink the coffee there, and we drink the coffee here. I don't remember the coffee, but this is what I remember. In that coffee shop, holding that coffee mug, we would have these most beautiful conversations that I would never have had if I wasn't walking where he was going. I mean, we would talk about God. We would talk about the Bible. We would talk about His mission, His passion to bring other young people closer to Jesus. We would talk about His plans. We would talk, I mean, it was beautiful. And, and that's what happens when you say to your young person, can I walk beside you? Can I? My son, youngest son, Francis, he, he was someone who, he loves, I told you this already, he loved roller coasters, right? I don't like roller coasters. I, in the same way that I, I never drank coffee until my son started going. I, I don't like roller coasters. I my favorite ride is the rocking chair. <laughs> but you know what? Just being with my son, I have ridden the wildest, zaniest, craziest roller coasters in the world. And that's because I want to be with my son. And I wanted to connect with him. The other thing that he loves is watching movies. He loves watching movies. And, but you see, the thing is this. I, to enter his world, I watch what he watches. You got what I'm saying? You watch what your, what your son wants to watch. And so there was, there was this one night. I'm, I was so exhausted. I wanted to watch a movie that was mindless, completely mindless. You know, have you ever experienced that? Like you just, you, just, you don't want to think, right? So I go to my son and said, but I knew he's, he's going to say something else. I knew, I knew my son. I said, son, let's watch something mindless. You know? And then he, he says, dad, let's watch a documentary. <laughs> That's my son. He loves documentaries. He loves musicals, 1935. <laughs> it's just crazy. But I do. And you know, when, when I enter his world, it's amazing the kind of connection we would have and the conversations. Life is about conversations. And I, I just share that with you right now. Here's number two. Can we go with number two? Number two is be patient with their process. Can everybody say that? Here's what happens. Look at verse 16. They saw him, but somehow did not recognize him. Isn't that amazing? Two disciples, your own followers, don't recognize you. Jesus, right there beside them, and they don't recognize. Jesus did not make a big deal out of it. You got that? You got Je Jesus did not say, hello, you don't recognize me? Look at my face. Look at my nose. No, no, no. Look at my beard. Beard. Okay. Hello, I'm Jesus. Hello. <laughs> he didn't overreact. 
He just let them be. Adults. Adults. I have an announcement to make. Young people will act like young people. Don't be surprised if they're impulsive or overdramatic or extra emotional. They're young people. They're supposed to act like young people. They're not supposed to act like you. But, but we, we overreact. Touch somebody beside you and say, don't overreact. I mean... <sighs> this is what you do. Ask me what? Complete sentence. What should I do? I want you to remember what you were doing their age. Your foolishness. Your impulsiveness. Your craziness. Just remember. My son, when he was 16 years old, came up to his mom and just told his mom, Mom, I already have a girlfriend. <gasps> You know, my wife wanted to be the tigress with claws to protect her little cub. No! But thanks be to God, my wife did not do that. She had wisdom. All she had, you know why she could not do that? Ask me why. Because she had her first boyfriend when she was 14. <laughs> you got what I'm saying? That, like, like you know, we, we, you have to, you know. And she was so wise. You know what? The, the other thing, the reason why you don't want to say no to those things, is because you, you, if you say no, you know what happens? Your, your kid cuts you off, clams up, and then you don't know what's going to happen to his life. What you do is you do what my wife did. My wife told my son, I trust you. Who's the lucky girl? In other words... Can I walk beside you? That's what you do. Man. And step number three, listen before you lecture. Everybody say that with me. In verse 17 it says, Jesus said to them, What are you talking about to each other as you walk along? Jesus asked the question, and, and, and they stood still with sad faces. One of them, named Cleopas, asked, Are you the only visitor in Jerusalem who doesn't know the things that have been happening there these last few days? Verse 19. What things? Second question. The things that have happened to Jesus of Nazareth, they answered. And then for the next six verses, I'll not read it anymore. For the next six verses, these two guys will tell Jesus stuff that he already knew. In fact, not only he knew, it happened to him. Oh, this is what happened to Jesus of Nazareth. And this is what happened to Jesus. And this is what happened to Jesus. Six verses. Story. What did Jesus do? Listen. He listened. You want to connect with young people? You want to love them? You want to have a fantastic relationship with young people? You better have two skills and be expert in these two skills. You've got to listen and you've got to ask the right questions, sincere questions. Do I hear a loud amen? amen. You've, you've got to be able to do that. Let me tell you why. Ask me why. Because presence is more powerful than prose. And silence is more powerful than sermons. And love is more powerful than lectures. You, you've you've got to understand this is what it means to just walk beside them at moments like these. Step number four. 
Tell the truth. Everybody say, tell the truth. Verse 25 says, Then Jesus said to them, How foolish you are. How slow you to believe everything the prophets said. So Jesus is the one speaking now. Was it not necessary for the Messiah to suffer these things and then to enter His glory? And Jesus explained to them that what was said about Himself in all of Scriptures, beginning with the books of Moses and the writings of all the prophets, tell, everybody say, tell the truth. Adults, you've got to tell the truth. But if you notice, it's step number, number one. Step number one. Four. You open your mouth in step number four. You know what adults love to do? We tell the truth in step one. We have a toolbox. We want to fix the young person. Inside the toolbox is only one tool. A hammer. Aha. Uh -huh. My kid needs fixing up. Hammer. Boom. I'll tell you a piece of my mind. Boom. Oh, there's a problem with you. Boom. Oh, there's a problem with you. There's a problem with you. Only one tool. I want you to know that your toolbox has many tools. It's step four, telling the truth. You go through step one. You go to step two. You go to step three. Are you, are you, are you resonating with what I'm saying? Step number five. You've got to invite instead of impose. Everybody say that. Verse 28. As they came near the village to which they were going. Listen to this. Jesus acted as if he were going farther. But they held him back, saying, Stay with us. The day is almost over and it's getting... I love that. You know, Jesus was walking and he appeared as if he was going further. In Tagalog, pakipot. And then they said, I'm going now. No, 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 no. We're going away. I love that. You know, the best leaders in the world, they don't have these strong, big personalities with the force of their personality. Follow me! Yes, Paul. No, the, the best leaders I know, they just love you. And they care for you. And they love you so much that you want to follow. Am I making sense? You want, you beg them to lead you. And, and, and that's what we need to be as parents and uncles and aunts and older brothers and sisters. And then step six, let go and let God. Can everybody say that? Because Jesus sat down to eat with them and took the bread and said a blessing. Then He broke the bread and gave it to them. Then their eyes were open and they recognized Him, but He disappeared from their sight. When you are a leader, it's not about you. Your ultimate goal is you disappear. The ultimate goal of a leader is you vanish. The ultimate goal of the leader is you're not needed anymore. And when you vanish, the ideal situation is that people don't even notice you're gone because you did such a good job in raising up the next generation. I, I, have, a, I have this hallucination. I, I, I know it's, it's crazy, but I, I want that to happen. There are, there are now... 349 feasts around the world. And here's the thing. I have not visited 95% of them. I don't know what's happening there in the sense of being there physically. But isn't that amazing that I, I get a high when I think of that, that it's running on its own. 
It's not about me. It's about what God is doing. I pray that some of you will be called to lead feast videos and small feasts around the world, wherever you are, and bring the love of Jesus there. And then finally, step seven. Could you stand up? Step seven is let the young lead the young. In verse 33, this is what happened to the story. They got up at once and went back to Jerusalem where they found the 11 disciples gathered together with the others and saying, the Lord is risen indeed. He has appeared to Simon. Here's what happened. When the two, peop when the two guys experienced Jesus, encountered Jesus, they ran back to Jerusalem for another seven miles. That's what happens when young people experiences and encounters Jesus. If you don't stop them, they will tell other young people about them, about Jesus. Right now, in another room here in PICC, every Sunday is a, is a group of young people, aged 12 to 19. They call themselves Youth High. And I, I love what they do. They love Jesus. And, and it's, you know what? You know what? The, the way you worship, the way I worship here, like this, we do this. Praise you, Lord. Hallelujah. Sometimes it's like this, Lord Jesus, thank you. you know? And, and, you know, we're, thank you, Lord. Oh, praise God. You know, you, you try to go to that small room and, and you'll, be, you'll be blown away by the way they worship. It's all out. It's, you, they, give, they give everything. And I, I love that. And, and we need to learn, you know, <laughs> we need to learn from them. There are people here in this room that needs to hear this. There are so many questions in your mind. You've got doubts, lots of them. And you're wondering, where is God? Why has He abandoned me? I am so much in pain. Here's God's word for you. He's beside you. And He's saying, can I walk beside you? That's, that's God's word to you. He's going to walk with you through your pain, through your questions, through your doubts. God is there. It's never abandoned you. For some of you, what, what struck you with this message is He wants to use you to reach out to the young people in your life. He wants you to be His, His love, His light. And you just tell God to use you. Can I invite you to lift up your hands right now? Lift up your hands. If, if, if this is a comfortable posture for you, and just say this after me. Jesus, thank you that you love me so much that you're going to walk with me. You've been walking with me. You'll continue to walk with me right here beside me. You'll never let me go. You'll never abandon me. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for entering my world. Thank you for speaking the word to me that will give me life. And Jesus, because you blessed me, I want to be a blessing to the young people in my life. 
to be your light, to be your embrace, to be your face, to be your grace. My dear friends, I, I want you to think of those young people in your life, kids, grandkids, nephews, nieces, friends. Think about them. Love them. Pray for them. Pray that God uses you to be able to say to those young people, can I walk beside you? Can I walk beside you? And through you, these young people will experience Jesus. Everybody say, Jesus, thank you. You will use me to be a blessing. Thank you for listening to this podcast from the Light of Jesus family. For more messages like these, please visit lightfam.com slash podcasts.